Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover this massive 14-13 game night in the NHL. DJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, should have been 14 games, but COVID, COVID got us, so we only got 13 games on this slate. But I'm really excited to get after it. I mean, our first of two mega slates here in a row nhl decided uh one game monday and we'll just put them all on tuesday and thursday so good for us we have a lot to cover here though so i don't want to waste a lot of time um happy tuesday everybody matt is there anything you want to get started with before we get into these games breaking them down yeah just uh you know just in general it's been a slow monday so really looking forward to this tuesday here um yeah i mean let's just uh let's give a shout out to our uh fade the noise ftn daily um if you want to talk about DFS type stuff. They have all the tools there for you. Uh, also, FTN betting, if you're more interested in the bet side, uh, use promo code MAYO, let them know we sent you, and uh, you know, also support the show. So definitely feel free to do those things. Now, if you want to talk about betting and daily fantasy, oh boy, do I have the Tuesday slate for you. Um, you know, like we said, 13 games, ton of places to look, ton of bets you can find. Um, even on DraftKings, they made it basically their premier GPP of the night, or of the season, really. 50K to first with the Spinorama, $360 to enter for those, you know, higher bankroll people. Uh, so, you know, this show, what we'll do is we will go game by game talking about all the news you need to know. Uh, we'll talk about our favorite bets from those games. And then at the end, we'll sort of recap with a uh, GPP-centric a part of the daily fantasy aspect of this slate. So we'll talk, you know, about our top line stacks and things like that. And as we'll allude to later as well, if you want more in-depth DFS coverage, be sure to check out our podcast at the morning skate podcast. Um, so I think with all of that out of the way, we can just dive right into the 13 games on deck here. First up, we have Pittsburgh and Boston. Um, you know, Boston, a minus 137 favorite in a rather low, you know, five and a half over under game. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts on this one? I think, you know, anytime you get Pittsburgh's defense in a five and a half, I think it's a pretty fair to bet. I'm not incredibly high on it against Boston. It's not my favorite bet of the night by any means. It might not even be one that I really end up honing in on, but a five and a half does seem low. Um, like I think it's going to go over potentially. Um, I like what Pittsburgh is doing. They are changing up their lines. So we're expecting a Crosby with Rust and Gensel. It's going to be a little bit unique. It's going to all correlate on the power play. So it's definitely a stackable option. We'll get to the stacks later, though, when we cover more of the daily fantasy stuff. Um, but it is a good change. Uh, Erod, unfortunately, Evan Rodriguez is out. It could be long-term. We don't know yet the severity of it, but it is a lower body injury that they're expecting him to miss time. So sad to see him go um, down with an injury. Never want to see that. But we are going to get different correlations and combinations that is always kind of fun. The other news and notes in this game are basically on the Boston side. Pasternak is potentially in. It, I think we'll know in morning skate. He did practice in a normal jersey. So like he practiced seemingly in full, but he was splitting time on rushes. So I'm not overly confident in him being in. Uh, Matt, anything I missed here? Any uh, bets or props you're really in on? Yeah, I mean, I think the one other thing worth noting is Matt Grizzlick. Um, you know, with his absence expected, uh, Charlie McAvoy will be, you know, just a 
kind of thrust into a larger role on that top power play and everything. So I like, you know, getting pieces of him in DFS and, you know, in these sort of uh, bet the points type uh, player props. Um, but in general, I mean, I think, you know, any game with this Pittsburgh defense, uh, you know, five and a half total, the over seems good here. You know, Boston hasn't scored much to begin the year, but, you know, guys like David Krejci and Nick Ritchie, like they're not playing terribly. And obviously that top line, you know, Patrice Bergeron and Marshan, they're going to do their thing. And I certainly don't, uh, you know, I'm not too doubtful that Pittsburgh also brings some fireworks here. So I think my favorite bet from this game is the over. And then if we get confirmation that Pasternak is not playing, uh, David Krejci on that first power play, you know, to pick up a point, he's basically 50-50. Um, and also at 5-on-5, five five, he and Nick Ritchie have been pretty good. So uh, that's really my thoughts on that game. Um, next up, we can get over to the Sabres and Rangers. Uh, this game is a straight-up pick em, And the total, as we're recording this, is about 6.5. It could be between 6 and 6.5. And um, but in any case, it's one of the highest tempo, highest scoring games of the night, and it's a straight up pick em. So, DJ, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, on the Saber side, we did see them switch up the lines a bit in the third period. So, we had Olofsson with Reinhardt and Eichel, uh, which definitely changes the way you might want to bet on this game. We're going to get confirmation in the morning skate for sure. I, I Well, at least I assume that they're going to skate. Um, so, I'm wondering about that Olofsson goal prop as they're definitely featuring him on the power play. If he is with Eichel, I do like it. If they do reunite the Hall, Eichel, Reinhardt line, they're all in the top five for expected goals on the season. So I think any of them in, in some capacity could be a decent take here on a goal prop bet um, just because they're expecting to score so many more goals than they're actually getting that you're probably going to get pretty decent odds on it at the time you make the bet. Um, other than that, you know, a six, I, I really like the over six and a half. I mean, it's still bettable to me. If you can get this at six, I think you take it all day and you put some money on it. If not, then, I mean, I think you just kind of try to pick your, pick your poison with the player props. So Matt, anything you want to note here? Yeah. So on the Rangers side um, with Philip going down, we don't have a great sense of what their lines are going to look like. Um, but obviously that's, you know, a reliable center for them who is gone. Um, so we could see Lafreniere stick up with Mika Zabinijad. That. That's what I'm expecting to happen, especially when you look at, you know, on DraftKings, their pricing of Zabinijad is just way cheaper than he has been to begin the year. Um, so you could bet on, you know, basically Zabinijad hasn't been great to start the season, but you could bet on him sort of rounding into form. And you could also bet on regression of these savers. I mean, like you mentioned, Eichel Hall, uh, Reinhardt, like they've all been driving play and not been getting much reward for it. Um, so, you know, I'm all things Eichel all the time, obviously. He's a wonderful player um but in this spot seems like the sabers maybe shouldn't be like even favorites the way they've played to begin the year and it seems like they maybe deserved better than they got against washington and philly so uh give me the saber side of this game and i also like your olafson prop yeah i mean he he is in between Kreider and skinner for a two score a goal at plus 240 like skinner's plus 255 i, I just i feel like that just doesn't make sense um is Olafson a mortal lock here? No, he does most of his damage on the power play where like all of his points have generated from, but that's because he's so heavily featured. Like his high score, there's high danger scoring chances at, uh, on the power play are really high. So, you know, I think if you got a guy in the prominent power play role at that kind of odds, it just makes sense to put a little bit of money on that while it's hot. Um, and he's still featured as the shooter. So definitely take that, but we can move over now to Philadelphia at New Jersey, five and a half. I think a lot of people will like the under here. New Jersey has been 
unbelievable at keeping the puck out of their net. Uh, I think we both kind of like that to break at some point. If you would have told me these odds at the beginning of the year, you know, Philadelphia minus 152, New Jersey plus 130, you know, this many games in, I would have called you crazy. Like Philadelphia is one of my favorite teams still in the league and New Jersey's, I think is still could finish in the basement. So Matt, with all that being said, what are your feelings on this game? Are you in on the Philly side as much as I am? Yeah, I mean, look, um, you know, I don't think the Flyers are made up of just Sean Couturier and a bunch of plugs, um, and that's the way they've played. I mean, that literally, Couturier went down, and they've they've been awful. Um, but frankly, I just don't, I don't buy it. I think they'll find it. Um, this is a as good a spot as any, I think, against the Devils here. So, you know, to me, it's basically all things Flyers. Um, on DraftKings, you know, we'll talk about some of their pricing later, but man, they are far too cheap. Um, and then just in this game in general, I mean, I'm looking at their player props and you can get, you know, reliable shooters like Travis Konechny to go over two and a half. You get plus 150 on that bet. Like, you know, this guy, three shots, like, yeah, it's not a, it's not a mortal lock, obviously, but you're getting, you're getting really good value to go yeah. after that. Um, you know, it's better odds than Giroux and they should be sharing a power play, you know, connect these been the guy there for you know a good half a season last year going into this year he's still been the guy so uh i, I really like travis connecting here and i really like all the flyers uh, as we'll touch on later so yeah. on um, the power play for connecting really quickly uh his eye high danger cor- corsi for 60 on um, just power play is just a hair higher than Tafoli. and like <laughs> i know Tafoli has been pretty lucky um it's just a little bit below besser and a decent bit below McKinnon but I mean you know that range is obviously it's tough because I'm only doing players with over 10 minutes which is giving me some like super random power play to you guys but connecting is, is kind of in that range of guys on the power play um, that are pretty featured in shooting roles so you know if you if you you know not that you can really bet on a guy getting a ton of power play run but he will see a good amount of time and that's just a really sharp player prop bet I think yeah. for the over on the shots for sure all right, so let's get over to the Islanders at Capitals and keep things moving. Um, yeah. You know, obviously the Capitals, we've seen for a couple games now how they respond without uh, Ovechkin, without Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Samsonov in net. Um, they actually had a pretty good run, you know, against the Sabres picking up three points, and they get to face the Islanders, who are coming off of that shutout loss to the seemingly unbeatable Devils at this point. So, um, so what do you think about the the caps and you know is there any value sort of left in their players to pick up on i mean i think that you can i don't know if there's anyone that i really really strong i think on DraftKings, if you're gonna play you know lineups there's a lot of value in capitals players i'm not sure if there's one line that i'm super high on i mean outside of backstrom i think that they're priced pretty fairly overall i just don't know if i'm gonna be incredibly high on this game in general as far as like i kind of like the under i just don't think i'm going to be really going crazy like thinking like well there's gonna be multiple multiple goal scorers um so overall I, this game is more of a fade in daily fantasy unless if i just pick one vrana or something as like a one-off but i think there's better one-offs at that price so overall i'm kind of out on this game i don't mind taking one of the shot like the anders lee minus 118 for over 2.5 shots. I think that's that's a pretty safe bet there. Um, he seems to be hitting that pretty much every game. So <laughs> yeah, all right, hear me that, out. If yeah. you told me, you know, two weeks into the season, I would be sitting here telling you to bet a Nick Backstrom over shot, uh, over prop on shots. Yeah, I would call you crazy. But here we are. There's no Ovi. Um, their power, no Kuznetsov as well. Their power play 
has been Nick Backstrom shooting the puck. Which is um, crazy. You know, the, it could be Oshie, but... Yeah, the two games against Buffalo, you know, they set up uh, Oshie in the OV spot. That didn't work. They moved Carlson over there. They slid up uh, Schultz to that first unit. And that's somehow both games. Backstrom has a combined nine shots in those two games. So, you know, you're getting plus 135 on over two and a half. Backstrom's going to have the puck. And if this is in any way indicative of how, you know, they're looking to sort of... Uh, make up for the loss of Kuznetsov and Ovi. Well, there's only a couple games left to get on this value. And so I think I'm going to take it as crazy as it may sound. Uh, Backstrom, you know, plus 135 to go over two and a half. I'm, I'm in on that. Um, you know, otherwise there's not a ton I like here. Like you said, I think it's mostly a fade from a DFS perspective besides Justin Schultz, just because he's mispriced for the role he has. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I still like, I mean, the Anders league, like looking more into it, he has had a couple bad games in a row, which is why it went from the 3.5 we saw early to the 2.5, but he's still, as far as just raw shots, I course per 60 or I course four per 60. He's still one of the better players in the league. So I, I think those two are pretty sharp takes there and we can kind of move right over yeah. to the next game. All right. So we have Florida and Columbus. Now Columbus obviously coming off this weekend where they made the giant trade Pierre-Luc Dubois for Roslovich and Laine. Um, our thoughts on that deal sort of set aside just because the slate is so massive and frankly Laine is not even on the slate. So, you know, it's not much to talk about. Um, or sorry, he's not with the team, I should say, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Columbus still has a void of offense that needs to be filled. They have a void at center that needs to be filled. And we haven't seen much of Florida. You know, they had their games, uh, you know, postponed recently due to uh, COVID. So, like, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty here, I think. And so this is an area where I think there's a lot of, you know, just goodness from a betting perspective um, and DFS. So, you know, just to start things off, Columbus is a slight favorite, uh, minus 120. So, you know, do, do you like those odds for Columbus? Are you are are you on the Florida side? And what do you feel about this over-under yeah. being set all the way up at six for a Columbus game? I mean, I'm on the Florida side, but Sergey Bobrovsky kind of in your revenge narrative, even though he's already been in Florida for a little while now. Um, I don't think – basically, I'm on the under. If it if it lands at six, I'm probably on the under. Uh, I think Bobrovsky is a little bit better than he's played. I'm not fully in on the Bobrovsky's dead narrative that people are starting to build, like – uh, I just don't know. I think Bobrovsky's a fine goalie still. The goalie's just random, and he's played like one game. So I'm not ready to call him dead yet. So I think I like the Florida side a bit. Uh, I think where this game really gets interesting is, uh, again, like if you want to get some crazy odds, Matt, do you want to guess what Connor Verhage to score odds are? Oh, boy. Uh, what, plus? <laughs> I mean, so he's playing with Barkov. So is that yes. price then maybe plus 250? Plus 420. Ooh. <laughs> plus 420. Now, I know you're thinking, Conor Verhage, you know, he's been a little lucky to start the year. Are we sure we're ready to get in on that narrative? I mean, this guy has had some of the highest high danger scoring chances in the league because he plays with Barkov. So he's right up there with the likes of, again, this is guys that have played more than 10 minutes, with the likes of uh, Goryanov, who we're going to get to, Brady the Chuck. Uh, Landeskog, Skinner, McDavid, as far as high danger scoring. He's above McDavid right now, which again, McDavid plays way more minutes. So it's like tough for him to keep that, but he's right up there actually fourth for guys over 10 minutes at all strengths. Uh, just a, just a guy that like, this doesn't make sense at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean here's, don't put the house on it, but <laughs> here's the obvious reason why it's a value. I mean, his lineman, Anthony Duclair, 
it hasn't really gotten it done, but he's plus 300 with Barkov yeah. still. So, like, you know, you're just getting that extra value there. Um, I think that's a great catch and should make and sense. These are, these are basically defenseman level of betting odds. And this guy's on for his first power play? Yeah, second. Uh, second, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, still with Barkov. So it's just um, crazy. Anyway. Like, put ten bucks on it. Have fun. Yeah. So the Columbus side of things, you know, could get kind of interesting. We we should see Bjorkstrand centered by Alex Texier. Uh, both of those two guys are very cheap across you know the daily fantasy industry. So I, I like that. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, I think we've pretty much covered all there is here. So let's get over to Chicago at Nashville. Um, you know, Chicago coming in kind of hot off of their uh, stomping of the lowly Detroit Red Wings, uh, whereas Nashville's coming in limping, uh, just getting throttled by Dallas, a 7 nothing their first game, and then, you know, kind of falling flat out of the gate. I think they went down 3 nothing early and then struggled to make that a 3-2 to two final. Um, so we did see something we like, though, DJ. Did you want to talk to me about Victor Arvidsson? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he's not one of the player props for shots because he has been such the focal point of their power play. Um, he had in, okay, a, a five on five, he had almost every one of their, what was it? I got to find the stack quick. Was it double? He, he had, had like, five, he was the only player to have yeah. multiple high multiple. danger scoring chances yes. in that game. He had five. <laughs> at five on five, only at five on five too. And that didn't even include the power play where if you look at like the, I Corsi for 60 compared to the rest of the Nashville guys, like he's shooting the puck a ton on the power play. They do like to feature the defenseman a little more. So I, and you know, I think that'll sway a little bit between Yossi and him um, as far as the guys taking the shots there. But yeah, these, these seem not, I mean, not mortal locks status, but I was really, I was really hoping to get him on a uh, shot prop. Cause I think he's really likely if you find it on another site, I definitely would jam it in. Um, but I'm really high on him on DFS. I'm high on this entire Nashville team, to be honest. Uh, so anything you want to mention on Chicago? Yeah, I mean, so uh, it sounds like Alex Dabrinkit, uh is in the COVID protocol. So there's a lot of question. It seems like he won't play. Um, frankly, we don't know a lot about how that will unfold. We have uh, Pia Suter playing with Patrick Kane. My guess is Kubalik slides up to that top line. So you mm-hmm. could get some value there. Um, but in general, it, it's really not a, uh, a known situation. And frankly, it's not a situation I want to target. Uh, Patrick Kane is really priced up in DFS and, you know, his odds just aren't that great. Um, so I, I think Nashville takes care of business here. They get back on the right foot. And, you know, I, I'm really all in on that Arvidsson, Yossi, Forsberg power play stack. Right, right. Um, so, like, I like, you know, I like all of that. Uh, anything else before we uh, move on? No, let's move on. I mean, obviously, if you paid Pyrus Suter in the last game, uh, just thank your boys here because we touted him on both both of these podcasts talking about like what a potential great shot producer he could be. So you're welcome for that take. The great hat trick from him. So Edmonton and Winnipeg is the next game up. It's not a pick them, but it's probably as close as you're going to get. I think it's the closest on this slate. No, just about the closest on this slate. So either way, if you like either side, um, you know, obviously Winnipeg kind of just loses – Line a and Roslovic, not that they had much of Roslovic this season, but you know, they definitely get worse potentially. Line a hasn't played in a couple of games, but uh, Pierre Luc Dubois will not play in this game. So I guess you could kind of kind of pencil me in for the Edmonton side. The big news on this one is will and we should the will should be yes, we get Paul Yarvi with McDavid. That should be the plan for them. So really, really cheap on DraftKings, really like minimum salary on FanDuel. Um 
pull your RV. Is there any other player prop bets from this game that you're kind of thinking about from that kind of news of pull your RV with Conrad McDavid here? I mean, look, like pull your RV on Sunday was incredible. Like he unlocked an element that on offense, I mean, to the McDavid line that we just aren't going to see with a Zach Cassian or even, you know, guys like Josh Archibald. Like, yeah. I mean, and he got the run. Uh, he played, I think, 18 minutes in that one. He even got a small dose of time on the first power play. Now, I'm not here telling you that he's going to replace James Neal on the power play. I don't know. But if there's even the smallest of chance he does that, he's he's a lock on drafting because he's playing at 5-5 five and five with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins against Winnipeg, who maybe has a half of a good defenseman. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just one of those things that's just almost too obvious. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of bets, or, you know, you could bet on Pulley RV to pick up a point, uh, to score a goal. He's plus 340. Like there's, there's yeah, a lot of ways Zach you can Cassian. It. <laughs> It's Zach Cassian at plus 340 or, uh, Jesse Pulley RV. Oof. Yeah. So nice. like, you know, just Pulley RV has a ton of pedigree coming in. He started the year hot in limited minutes. You know, he got really good chances. He earned his way to the top line, and I fully expect him to take advantage of it here. Um, I like the I like the Oilers in this game. I just think they're better than Winnipeg is. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, uh, you know, give me the money line, and I, I think that Puljujarvi though is just like the best player prop you can find here. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I also I'm not sure if I'm gonna have a ton of this, but Kyle Connor over three point five plus one twenty. I think that's very fair. Like he should be the guy that's featured with the shots. I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent, but I really like this guy to be just keep turning it on as far as a shot producer last game. He only had the one. So I think people will be really off of that as a narrative, but I'm still on it. I, I think against a weaker Edmonton team and a six and a half, like they are going to need to be feeding him. So I'm not afraid of the, the recency bias in this scenario. I think it's going to be pretty good odds on him just getting four shots on net. And I think he does that pretty often on the season especially now with line a gone, like he's going to be the focal, more of a focal point of the power play in the future. So if you like this game for the over, I think him's getting the four shots. is a good take, but are you ready to move over to Detroit at the stars? Is that up next? Uh, look, oh, at, first, first we'll do, yeah, first we'll do LA Minnesota. Um, you know, so that one is a bit of a snoozer, relatively speaking. So we're looking at a, uh, you know, five and a half over under there. Minnesota's a pretty large favorite. Um, I think you're really looking to buy on Minnesota. Um, it just, they're coming off of a real down game against the Sharks, but that felt more like a Brent Burns couple of games where, I mean, he literally won the game for them in the final five minutes with the, just an insane, you know, one man effort. Um, but Minnesota seems like they found their guys in Kaprizov and Fiala. Um, like, it just doesn't feel like they should only be what minus 160 minus 155 at home you know hosting the kings uh so just sign me up for that money line i think that's really sound uh any any other thoughts you have on this game though yeah i don't hate the over on fiala's 2.5 shots on goal like he's still shooting like he like again like he finally scores two goals in the two games he doesn't have as many shots on net like i just again i think he's still the guy that's shooting and i think he's going to continue to and just because of the recency bias i'm not buying in on it it lowered his shot totals on DraftKings from like the 3.5 he was kind of getting to to keep him at 2.5 at fair enough odds to bet on it so jam that in and let's move on to the game that i already prefaced detroit at dallas i got the jersey on i got the dallas stars tonight because dennis Gorianov. i'm locking him in DraftKings. so 
Guriana season is here. Um, we were wondering kind of what we were going to do uh, with no Sagan. You know, he's out to begin the year. Now there's no Jamie Benn. Seems like he's going to be out um, in this one. And what they've done, you know, at least for the first two games, is really what they should have been doing since, you know, since they did in the bubble last year, uh, which is just give the puck to Gurionov and let him shoot. <laughs> he's got he's got a rocket. Um, you know, he's a big boy. He's fast. Like, boy, if he's playing first line minutes, first power play, I just want to be in on him. You tell me that on this biggest slate, he might go overlooked against the freaking Red Wings, who made Chicago look competent. Yeah, like that that that's just an auto smash. Um, so you know, we're getting them as the largest favorites of the night at minus two hundred. Seems fair. You know, hockey's hockey, crazy things can happen and uh what Thomas Grice can have a night or whatever, but you know, just in general, I think that Dallas is really a force to be reckoned with. There's you know, a little bit of uh hesitancy to just bet minus 200 on basically anything in the league at this point in time because who knows what happens with covid and everything else is just weird um so with that said though i think there are some really interesting elements you know just from the the player props uh, dj do you have any that stand out to you i mean just lock me in for gory scoring i don't even <laughs> yeah. know what the odds are he's just he's the highest high danger scoring chance per 60 uh, player on all situations he is definitely the guy they're trying to feed the puck to shoot it like just give me those guys on those kind of bets um all day every day I don't think I would you know pair it with too much I don't like going with a ton of guys to score with you know a, a big sort of parlay so it's plus 190 it's not great but like it's it's fair enough for me 11 to 1 first goal I know I think we should just I think we should just do that <laughs> Bet you know the mortgage like, Gory on um, off yeah, so unfortunately, uh, it, he's not given the shot prop, but if we do see that tomorrow, I'm probably just pounding the over. I, because it's I, so frustrating, dude. Yeah. They just they, they really have not given me, like, the more random guys that you'd hope they'd put on there that they just put at two and a half because, like, it's just like a seemingly a, the standard Nobody. status quo. Yeah. yeah, and they're just not giving it to me. Really frustrating. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you like the stars, I, I think you're right. The money line isn't great. Minus 200. It's kind of tough for me to say the obvious, take it. But the one thing I, I just want to note, um, if in DraftKings uh, or FanDuel, it doesn't matter. FanDuel does even cheaper. I am going to continue to target against bad teams. And Detroit is a bad team. I don't care that they've had a couple competent games. They're not good. So I'm going to be jamming in Dallas as a, a team that could get five goals and just hoping that it hits and i think it will hit sooner or later and and you know detroit is bad la is still bad they've looked competent i'm not riding that so keep giving me all that uh, equity and, and low ownership against detroit all right well getting away from you know some of these bad teams we have an absolute doozy out west uh, we have vegas hosting st louis uh, obviously the prevailing narrative there is the petrangelo revenge game against his former team um but you could also almost almost look at it as a revenge game for his teammates who he basically spurned in order to, uh, you know, go out to Vegas. So um, this one should be a real fun one. We have Vegas installed as minus 140 favorites to begin this and uh, the over-under is at six right now. So where I stand on this one is, I mean, I don't think we've really seen what this Vegas team is fully capable of yet, um, especially on the offensive end. Like it seems like every time I turn their game on, they're buzzing, they're generating shots. Um, it took them like 58 minutes, I think, in what, two of their four games against Arizona to even score a goal. 
and they won. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they won both of those games. And so like, I think that they jump out early. Um, you know, I, I just really liked this Vegas team as they're constructed. They've looked real dangerous and they're not even getting guys like March or so in the mix yet. So, uh, you know, any other thoughts or news or notes from this game? Uh, yeah, they did actually move uh, the first power play to be Pietrangelo with Carlson, Marchessault, Pacioretty, and Stone. Um, so that's a little bit different. We get Marchessault on the first power play uh, instead of the second kind of unit. I think, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about that, but it does kind of make the first two lines stacks with Pietrangelo make a lot more sense than putting in Shea Theogoat or Theodore, and I call him Theogoat because he's the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that if you're, Stacking on DraftKings, your, your guy is going to be that uh, that Pietrangelo guy in the revenge narrative. I mean, I'm trying not to get too invested in narratives, but I like this one. So I'm probably focused in on Vegas still as the money line to win it. Um, and then I like that stack. Any way you want to put it, that first power play unit. Yeah. Um, so we don't really talk about unders too much because, you know, unders aren't fun. Um, but if you want to talk about an under prop, uh, shots on goal for a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, like, yeah, it's only one and a half, but like O'Reilly doesn't shoot the puck. I think Vegas gets on him. Uh, you're getting plus money for Ryan O'Reilly in the under. You're basically just betting on zero or one. Um, it, you know, to me, it just feels like it's going to be Perron as the shooter there. Um, O'Reilly yeah. just you know, so hasn't really gotten it done. And again, do I you think parlay that? that? Matchup. Yeah. So, I mean, I think an interesting strategy on these giant slates is to parlay like a few different lines. You know, you're, you're not getting crazy. I don't think you're doing like 13, uh, you know, (laughs) bet parlays, but you know, do a couple three, do a couple four. Um, You can stretch it out to get some really nice odds. And, you know, it's not like you're betting on, you know, straight up coin flips, especially if these player props, like uh, they're beatable. You know, it's, it's different than I think like, uh, you know, football where there's so much liquidity and like every single bet you can make, uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these bookmakers don't know the difference between a Chandler Stevenson or an Alex Tuck. Like those two guys have the same goal scoring odds on DraftKings. Like, which one do you think, you know, it's going to shoot more and all that, like, you know, yeah. give me Tuck, but like, you know, they don't know that. Um, so I just think there is a lot of value in these sort of, you know, shot props and like these, especially the unders when you can find good ones. Um, and yeah, I, I would have no problem parlaying them and getting some better odds there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I guess the way I was putting it is if you have a clear correlation where like O'Reilly is on the ice, Perron is on the ice. If O'Reilly only gets one or zero shots, Perron probably has four or five, not definitely, obviously it's not like a perfect, you know, plan, but it does seem more likely if that to be the case. So that's kind of the one way of looking at this. Not, not that you have to ever do it, but if you like a game to be kind of an over and high pace, then that's probably the way it's going to go. Yeah. So, so the one problem you, you might be able to do this on FanDuel with their same game parlays. I honestly don't know if they've done that for the NHL yet, but oh, you actually can't, do, can't do the same game in a parlay. So that's why in the bigger slates, it's fun to kind of go like seven different games, yeah. your best bet from each. Um, but you know, so, that's, that, at least that's how I do it. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone bets all over the place. So if you can get that, just, just an idea, just something to, to say, okay. Yeah, so so to Toronto, true at Calgary I mean I kind of like the I think that I like the over if anything even though it's six and a half like this game should be a ton of fun um I don't know if I'll have it because a six and a half is just crazy to sort of bet on but I love this game I love Austin Matthews and every aspect of this game he is the premier shooter on on maybe the entire league at this point he's basically become Ovechkin so 
I definitely in on Austin Matthews. I don't believe it's very good odds, but I love this game from every aspect of it. Get the players from it. Um, Austin Matthews is minus 275 over three and a half. So they pretty much priced that out of consideration. But yeah, I mean, but what are your thoughts? Frankly, they left us some value because we came into this year. I mean, the Leafs are the odds on favorite, basically, to come out of the North. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're on the road, but like they just beat these Flames on Sunday. And they're essentially a pick em. Like, what do the Leafs need to do? Like, was their slow start where they, like, won a ton of games and everyone freaked out because they weren't winning by enough or whatever it was? Mm. Like, you know, are we really overreacting to the Leafs at this point? I don't think no. so. Um, you know, with Matthews back in the fold, that just makes them even better. Uh, so I'm, I'm grabbing this Leafs money line. Um, you know, I, I like the Flames from a DFS perspective, too. Don't get me wrong. Guys like Rasmus Anderson, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, those guys seem like decent DraftKings values. But I think that Toronto has the firepower to put up four or five here with their eyes closed. Um, so, yeah. you know, that seems to me like a really good bet, uh, grabbing the Toronto value. And, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Matthews just being priced out of consideration. Yeah, I know. Look Not at the, look at the, the, the like one point, the, the one point that they have. If you just go to that quick, it's literally minus 195, minus 182, minus 225, minus two. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like they're just giving you no value on this game because it's like the six and a half is just like such a, such a clear, like it could definitely like more than likely there, you're going to see at least five goals. Like, could you get that one extra to get it to six? Probably like then is it three to three? Are you guaranteeing this? Like I, I just sort of, you know, I see this game being close. I see it getting to three to three and just like, we're going to get to overtime. We're going to get seven type of, my my thought and i like toronto a little yeah. bit more but i'm probably not too strong yeah, and so. just to uh close out the toronto thoughts uh morgan riley on both the daily fantasy sites is too cheap yeah. for his role and his offensive involvement here so um let's get over to the last two games of the night we have next we have san jose at colorado colorado a massive a minus massive. 20 favorite here um you know even bigger favorites than dallas versus detroit uh you know i don't know where i stand on that because I think the Brent Burns show is back. I mean, he took over that game against Minnesota. Um, you know, obviously from a BFS perspective, he's great. But even on ice, I think he's, I think he's good again. <laughs> yeah, I think no, Eric Carlson yeah. is good again. And when you have those guys out there for two thirds of the game, if not basically the entire game, I, I just don't think you should be, you know, plus two hundred to pick up a W yeah. against even the best teams in the league. Um, so, I, I like the Sharks here. Uh, what about you? I don't think I'm going to take the Sharks personally. I probably don't take either side of this coin because I just think Colorado's priced a little like well, the, the money line is too high for me to want to take a very low upside when I do think this game should be a lot closer than that money line indicates. Uh, the six is, I think, perfect. Um, I, I think it's kind of like it definitely could sway either way. If you get it at five and a half, you lock that in. If it's at six, I think you could definitely go either way. But the goaltending is pretty bad here. Um, depending either, either guy in the sharks is going to be not good on paper. So I probably like the over, if anything, on any of these money lines. Um, but there's a ton of value in San Jose on DraftKings, um, and, and FanDuel. Uh, I think Brent Burns could be that sneaky play that you need to win a GPP because I think it's going to go under, like everything goes under owned on a 13 game slate. Like you can't tell me there's a player that's going to be too highly owned. So I'm sort of thinking he could be the guy, the unlock button as far as, you know, him and Paul Yarvey, you know, you can kind of let them offset each other in price and get the guy that has an unbelievably high upside. 
So yeah, I echo those thoughts entirely. Um, so one thing looking at the point player props, and this is something where just keeping an eye on player roles and lineup changes is super useful. So as I said, I like San Jose, but listen to this. Thomas Hurdle to not score a point, minus 106. Logan Couture, minus 109 to not score a point. Timo Meyer, minus 112. Basically the same odds as Couture and Hurdle. However, Timo Meyer on the third line, on the second power play, yeah, he's a good player. But, you know, you're talking second line, first line, first power play guys with the exact same odds. I think Timo Meyer not to score a point is just really good value because he's not being given the role right now. Um, so, you know, confirm that in morning skate, but we did see that in practice Wednesday. We saw that last game, or sorry, Monday, and we saw that last game. Um, so I imagine it sticks. And yeah, I think yeah. that's another really good value bet. Yeah, I mean, it, he had 14 minutes total of ice time and maybe two of those came, or one and a half came on the power play. Like he's yeah. getting very little five on five time. So they don't score on the second power play unit and you're pr in pretty good shape, unless you think, uh, Gregor is going to have another one. So, <laughs> All um, right. um, so yeah. we've made it through 13 games. We have one more left Anaheim at Arizona. And boy, if <laughs> you want to talk about a downer of a game to end things on, because you know, this one five and a half, uh, you know, not quite a pick on Arizona's a minus 130 favorite, but man, if there was a game, I do not have a read on it's this one. And it's almost not because I don't know these two teams, but it's because I do not care about these two teams. You know, uh, I'll say it. Um, they both play a pretty boring brand of hockey. Um, you know, their players just don't excite me that much. So do you have any initial thoughts looking at this game? I mean, I think one guy that – one player prop, I guess. Uh, a guy that's been pretty hit or miss this season. They started off really hot shooting the puck. has definitely cooled off. But Christian Dvorak at uh, one and a half – he really did profile as a huge shot producer coming into the league. It's minus 195, so it's not great equity. It kind of honestly sucks that he it's that bad, but he profiles to be a guy that's going to shoot the puck a ton coming into the league, and I think he still continues that. So minus 195, but it's feel like free money to me to him to get two shots on net here. Um, any thoughts on any? I know you have been jamming the under on Clayton Color. I'm not sure if you're <laughs> continuing that trend. Yeah, I mean, he's being priced as if he's the focal point of this team. And frankly, he's not been. He's been basically relegated to second line, second power play work at best. Um, now, of course, that can change, especially if they're, you know, if they're struggling to pick up points. Um, but, you know, Clayton Keller, he's pretty much the best guy if you want to bet like, you know, he has the worst odds if you want to bet the overs, basically. Meaning that if you want to bet the unders, he has some of the best odds, in my opinion, on this team. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if I'm betting a minus 125 to not pick up a point, but if you're looking for just like, you know, something to really, really uh, pile up like the the equity to bet nose, um, you know, pick up two points, like he's minus 185 or minus three, oh my God, minus 835 on the no. Like, I just don't see a world in, where Clayton Keller does that. You you add that on to a, you know, 16 parlay or whatever. I feel like that's actually not the dumbest thing you could do with the massive parlay, just taking like free money bets like that. Um, now, of course, anything can happen, but like this game just has snooze fest written all over it. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's really the only thing I feel strongly about. And that's a sure. terrible, you know, quote unquote value, but um, you know, even 10%, I don't see that, you know, happening 10% of the time. So sure. Um, all right, so that'll cap our game-by-game -game segment. 
Um, as we alluded to, especially over on DraftKings, the GPP straights are popping tonight. So DJ and I have come prepared with some of our top stacks of the night. Um, so I don't think we'll do this in any particular order, but basically we'll just go back and forth, sort of hitting you with our top stacks of the night. We'll point out, you know, where the value pieces are, um, et cetera, to, you know, make these lineups work. So DJ, hit me with them. Yeah, I mean, my first one is going to be that Nashville stack. I'm going to have what you said exactly, Forsberg, Arvidsson, and Yossi. I think it's super-duper strong. I'm going to have that all over on both sites. Um, so, Matt, do you have one you're ready with? Yeah, I mean, Edmonton with Pulley Arvey is just salary unlocked. Um, so just give me that first line, you know, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and then Pulley Arvey, basically minimum salary across the industry. Um, he unlocks a ton for you and gives you, you know, an obvious correlation piece to two of the best plays on the night, regardless of having that value uh, to go a lot right along with them. So uh, give me that Edmonton one stack. Yeah, I think on FanDuel, this stack makes even more sense. Um, the Rupe hints, Dennis Goryanov, Klingberg. I think on DraftKings, it's a little bit tougher for me to want to jam in Klingberg for sure. His floor is pretty bad, but 6,200. I think, you know, if you really like this line to explode, he's the guy you probably want with it with the power play exposure. So Rupe Hintz, Dennis Gorionov, and John Klingberg. All right. Uh, so going way back to the beginning of the show, we talked about Philly. Um, you know, DraftKings has massively underpriced these flyers. Uh, we talked about their first power play uh, likely being Giroux, Voracek, JVR. All of those guys come in for a combined what, 12.5K on DraftKings. Um, you're even getting Drew at center now, so it's like a nice little, um, you know, correlation. Um, so, you know, really, that seems to me like the most obvious way to just load up on, uh, you know, a really what I think will be a really good team in a really good matchup at just significantly deflated prices and on such a big slate, you know, just really low ownership too. So don't need to worry about that one. Um, so really like Philly here. Yeah, I think as a as a two-man stack, and you, you could make it three if you want, but the Hurdle Burns stack, I think, is pretty sharp as well. Um, Hurdle's kind of getting featured in all roles, penalty kill with Burns, which is really unlikely, but power play and five-on-five, five, they'll see a ton of run together. So I think that that two-man makes a lot of sense if you want to get, you know, just a two-man stack. If you want to put a guy with him, Kane is the five-on-five five guy, but he's playing power play too. So... I could see it, but it's kind of expensive for a lack of exposure on the power play. So probably just the two man there for me. It's, who's on the first power play besides Hurdle, Couture, Carlson, Burns? I thought Le that was King. Le LeBanc. Oh, LeBanc got put there. LeBanc well, got put up there. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, then, you, uh, you could go for it. Yeah, I know no, what you're going to do next. So I was going to usurp you on Hurdle because Logan Couture is even cheaper than Hurdle. Um, yeah, so that's I, fine. You know, I think that that's pretty good. And then if we get this LeBanc thing going, like, yeah, I mean, that guy, that guy's yeah. a player. So, right. um, you know, I don't know if I'm going like all in on San Jose and DFS. Um, I just think there's so many spots that I like. Uh, however, Brent Burns is obviously a guy I really like. Um, all right. Let's do one more each and get yeah, out of here. We'll pick up one more each. So, all right. um, you, you I, go ahead. Yeah, go right. ahead. Um, I think you could go a couple different ways with this one, but. Alexei Lafreniere at 2.9 with Mika Zibinijad. Zibinijad at 6.6. Those are two tough names to say back to back. <laughs> um, I think you obviously want Adam Fox. And on FanDuel, he is a free square at 4,500. Um, but on DraftKings, he is 6,600. It's a little bit tougher, but the floor is really there with this guy. 
Um, I still think it's worth doing. And those are the guys you kind of probably want to get in with. Lafreniere, I think as far as like your minutes on ice to uh, price ratio that I just made up, he might be the best. He's getting like 18 to 20 minutes. And first line, just power play two is what hurts him. If we ever get confirmation that he's moving to that first unit, which I'm just counting down the seconds until he takes over for Ryan Strom, we could really be looking at a guy that's just the absolute smash lock button. Um, so give me that Zabinijad, Lafreniere, and Fox. Or if you want to get crazy on, on uh, DraftKings, I think you could do Panarin, even though they're not going to see a lot of run together. Um, that three-man unit just could just could smash. Yeah, so. I think you pointed out that Adam Fox was significantly underpriced on FanDuel, but just in case you didn't. 45, uh, 45. Yeah, making sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, you know. It, so. it, it is, is the lock of the night. Um, I'm making that new segment up right now. On FanDuel, yeah. On um, FanDuel, the FanDuel lock of the night. Dude, Heronic, two, 36. Will uh, Yarby, 35. Just yeah. get all the guys you want. That's great. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so my last um, stack, let's get really creative with this one. The double center stack in Pittsburgh. Don't do it to him. Don't do it to him. I mean, Evgeny Malkin is $5,200. Yeah, it's Boston. Yeah, Malkin hasn't done jack squat at the beginning this year, but it's Evgeny Malkin. Like, you know, play him on, on a power play stack. Sidney Crosby, who, you know, admittedly is 6700 but still, you know, underpriced for what Sidney Crosby is. And then, you know, grab a Latang or a Gensel or a Rust. Yeah, you're not getting great five-on-five five correlation, but we're all about the power plays here. And yeah. so in this spot, I just think there's so much upside there that is not captured, particularly in that Vulcan price. I'm all in on it. I, I love that take. I mean, I talked about it on our other podcast. It's it's really, really nice. Um, I don't know if it's as sexy on FanDuel. Crosby and Malkin a little yeah. bit priced up there. So definitely more of a DraftKings take, but that's fine by me. Rust is super cheap over on uh, FanDuel 5,500. So with that, I think we probably covered everything that we could cover without going overboard. But I think yeah. we're hitting near the hour mark. So I think we'll get on out of here. Um, definitely rate, review, comment. Uh, Pat Mayo just gave away another $100. That is likely to happen again. I don't know if it's on the docket quite yet, but he's giving away free money. Keep commenting, keep reviewing, keep letting us know. I'm reading all the YouTube comments. I'll continue to. I love seeing your guys' bets in there. Let us know if we hit something that you made some money on. If your lineup smashes, send it to us. We love seeing those. Continue to interact with us. We'll keep interacting back with you on dra- uh, oh my god on Twitter. I am DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four. Matt is at Fake Moods, um, and, and then we're also over at the Morning Skate Podcast. If you want to get into the Discord to talk more hockey, we've gained a lot of new followers. A lot of people have joined in, and it's been great. People just raking in money. I mean, I don't know how they're going to keep it all in their bank accounts. Um, I I said the symptoms of listening to both of our shows do include enlarged pockets. Matt. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, no, I mean, I pretty much second everything you say there. It's been a, it's been a great start to the year. So let's, let's enjoy this monster of a slate. And, uh, Grayon yeah. of goal. Grayon of goal incoming. So, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Uh, I want to see your favorite bet in the comments, uh, you know, because I, we talked about a ton of them here. And I'm honestly really interested in what stuck stuck out the most uh, to our loyal listeners and, and our loyal I'll viewers. be tweeting my favorite bets. Uh, from this show and if I, anything changes because the lines always are moving around a little bit. So I'll be tweeting those out hopefully around between like five and six is my plan. 
um, before the lock because at that point I'm out of work. So it makes a little more sense for me. So around right. five to six, I'm going to try to tweet out my favorite bets. At that point on the DK Sportsbook, what I like the most, top three, long shot, which is going to be Connor Verhage, just a FYI. <laughs> all right, perfect. Um, so with all that said, best of luck out there, and we will see you. Thank <laughs> you.